0: Welcome back to Side by Side Production. I'm your host, Brian Gassner, a real estate broker out in the Twin Cities, Minnesota, inviting you into the field with me to produce Side by Side. To grow your real estate business, we've been bumbling, fumbling around for the past eight months trying to put together a system, a production environment, and kind of a model and strategy to go out and really produce at a high level. It's really kind of coming together now. If you've been following along, today is Saturday right now. We're trying to stay a few podcasts ahead. But today is Saturday, April 3rd, I believe, 4th, 5th, yes, April 3rd, and so I was committed uh, to getting out into the field uh, this month much more than I did last month with all the quirks that it was to get up and running. And so it was yesterday that I wrestled with, well, how are we going to do this as a route comes together, right, the route being the prioritized people, right, the audience that really we believe uh, we've identified an opportunity to help in the foreseeable future. And with that audience, then going out and meeting them face to face, right? So a couple of things come up when we do that. But here this Saturday, what I'm doing is I've taken just those people, right? And I kind of mumbled about it yesterday, but I think there's 56 people on that route list, which was a pretty cool number. We had a, a football player in high school of that name who we were close with, who, uh, who had passed away from brain cancer. Pat O'Day was the kid's name. Anyway, super, super smart kid and a a pretty talented athlete, too, uh, who would just go after it. Really aggressive, uh, not aggressive, but um, would really really give his effort all of the time. All of the time. Kind of whistle-to-whistle sort of thing. So whenever I hear or see the number 56, I always figure, hey, I'm on the right track, you know? Uh, But anyway, that being said, this stuff would be too easy for him. Uh, He was just so smart. Anyway, longer story, even shorter. There was 56 people on that route list. And if you remember back to yesterday's podcast, I was going through it. And uh, at the time, I didn't even realize how many people I had on that route list already, right? People that I really believe are an immediate opportunity in the foreseeable future to help transact on real estate. And so as I opened up my map for the first time, there's a couple of details I want to share about this. But as I opened up my map this morning, kind of trying to prioritize whom I would go and see today today, as I juggled a few other balls, it dawned on me that uh, I should go out and really hit these route people. And it really, and I think back last weekend, it kind of did the same thing with for sale by owners. But really what's kind of happening is I'm starting to work a little bit more in the evenings, a little bit more on the weekends. And I'm also starting to be just present in the field to understand real estate, right? And in fact, yesterday, I remember sitting outside I have a listing right now at 410, Roughly, and I was sitting outside houses that were 360, 380, a little bit different neighborhood. And I was starting to actually materialize the differences between these various neighborhoods in terms of their proximity to amenities, but also just how congested they might be and the overall condition of the properties. And also, simple things like city maintenance, right? How well are the roads maintained? How much through traffic is there, right? How easy is it to get in and out? Just a lot of little things that to me made me feel a lot more comfortable with understanding and mastering the local inventory, which is really kind of a challenge as it changes so quickly. But there's a few things I wanted to talk about here quickly today. One is knowing that you have these people that are immediately an opportunity, it only makes sense that you would give it a week or two to breathe, but that you would go back there on a regular basis, right? So as we thought about going from level one to two to three to four to five, we kind of thought about... Just doing that methodically and comprehensively, exhaustively with every every single person on the map. Well, we've got 3,300 people, right? So 3,157 it is, 3,157 people on the map. And then from there, a couple of sidebars if we can. One is uh, the notion that we could potentially go to all of those in one week. And we certainly could. And I think as we evolve the strategy, there's a few things that come into play that I want to talk about briefly, um, which namely is when you find an obvious opportunity that you know would be compatible for one of the agents on the team, it makes as much sense as possible to get that team member involved as soon as possible. So for example, today I'm going out to visit with a buyer who really seems genuinely very approachable very easy to work with, and had a personality that I thought was compatible with one of the agents on the team. So I'm going back to see, hey, can we start talking about buying a house? And if so, I've got a wonderful team member I'd like to assist you. Would that be okay if I put them in touch, right? So I'd always thought that and wrestled with this idea, once you have a person that you're working with and you're in a relationship with, you would then hand them off to a team member. But I've struggled with that because it's been too late. The person feels like, well, Wow, oh, that's, you know what, I'm kind of working with you. And now all of a sudden, you want to give me to somebody else on the team, right? And we took all this time and effort and energy to really connect and become a customer. And now I feel like I'm gonna to have to re-explain all of that to this other agent on the team, right? So it's making more sense that as I go out, I would get people involved early and often, and they might not necessarily have to go in person because I am, right? So in other words, I could just gather contact information, pass that along to a team member even before they go to contract. So that's an element of it that I'm toying with in terms of how this scales, right? If 56 people, if I had five or six people really wanting to move forward, wow, what a weekend it would be, right? But it's only a matter of time as your route list builds up and you start to have six, seven, eight routes of 100 or 200 people on each route that are really thinking about doing something before it'll kind of explode. That's kind of what I anticipate happening. Really seems to be taking shape as everything has since the start of the year, just slowly, much more slowly than in an environment where you're limited to just simply phone work because you can do so much without real substance there. Anyway, longer story, even shorter. One of the main things that over the past month as we've transitioned into the field that we've neglected to share We have integrated phone calls. We'll get to that at another time. We can do that as we're going in the field really very effectively. We can manage a few, several hundred prioritized calls throughout the course of the week, if not much more than that, but we'll integrate that next. But before we do, I wanted to give a quick sidebar, if we may, about what it means to try to manage that many properties when they're changing status, right? So just yesterday, for example, I had I don't know how many, uh, but several people. When I went home later at night, I went ahead and went through all of the people that I've been kind of seeing over the last month or two, and I changed some of them to route stops, right? So I don't know how many exactly, but of course, it ended up being 56 route stops. Okay, so those all changed on the map. Every time I go from my data set to my map, my map has to load, right? It's a Google... It's a Google API connection. So every time you send data to Google, they've got to map it, right? It doesn't sit on the map stagnant. Otherwise, how would you update the map, right? At some point, you've got to go in and update the map to change the color code or what have you. So I'm not aware of, maybe there exists, I'm not aware of a software that allows you to do that very quickly. In other words, if I were to take 1,500 1500 properties and throw them onto the map, how quickly could I do that? There's software that I've seen do it. In fact, the MLS does it really very quickly, right? You can pull up a ton of properties and display them on the map almost instantaneously. But when I'm thinking about database integrated solutions, not JavaScript or just standalone solutions, but actual data communications back and forth between platforms, I'm not aware of one that will do that in a very, very almost instantaneous uh, amount of time as you get to... 3,000 properties, for example. So when I get to uh, my whole map and I'm planning a route for a day and I load that map, that map takes a couple of minutes to load, two or three minutes to load. Well, what if I change a bunch of groups and want to reload it, right? If you wanted to reload the map 10 times, you're talking about a half of an hour. And so it was today as I was wrestling back and forth with the map because in fact, there were some properties that didn't show up and I couldn't remember why, right? So I'm starting to work with the data from a map point of view, right? From a market point of view, from the point of view of relating who my map, where they were and the neighborhood that they lived in. And then I'm going in and looking at the map, right? And kind of going, hey, they were over here. Where are they on here? To make sure that they're, they're, they're categorized the way that they need to be. And sometimes you have to go back and edit and update if you've overlooked and then reload, right? So the point is it takes a lot of time to wrestle with the mapping of a successful real estate business, as far as I'm aware, trying to find other solutions to that always. But in the meantime, as tech continues to evolve, there's always something. The latest example the other day was Hennepin County's uh, record ease access had been uh, created. Now it was uh, open source, right? You used to have to pay for it. Now you can search for free. You just couldn't look at documents. So stuff changes all the time right, all the time. And so many people have just shied away from technology for that reason. A couple of local industry leaders that I talked to are never interested in software for that specific reason. It just changes too often. And so it doesn't make sense to try to master any one piece of it, but instead to be able to focus on what matters most in our business, which is getting out and meeting people. And so I suppose to an extent, as I argued a few podcasts ago, you could inevitably involve an agent who has no background, no database, no sphere, nothing loaded into their map, and they could go out and have a pretty good deal of success by going out and starting from scratch. As they accumulate property by property, of course, things would map very quickly for them. And and as a result, they'd be much more efficient. So they'd lose some data on the front end in terms of where they could stop. But at the end of the day, if you took out just my sphere people, I'd still have 2000 people, as would any other agent in our local market who would apply the same data, right? So they'd still be in the same bottleneck of how to manage these people, this data on a day-to-day basis, particularly within the scope of mapping it and then working with and engaging with that map, right? So what ends up happening here is if you can play this forward, right? Is we'll have to break it down to smaller parts, right? Smaller parts, smaller routes. And then within those routes and within those parts, we'll be able to create three, four 500 points of data that we could then load very quickly. And then we'll just navigate from region, if you will, to region as we map and dress. And so that being said, it would be very helpful to have agents engaged in that same platform, correct? Obviously, it would. But but herein is some of the struggle that you're going to have. And I only outline it for you. Maybe you'll have a better software solution by the time you get to this point in the podcast or what have you. But that's a big challenge to deal with. And so it is that as you think about that same sort of thing, just topically in terms of how am I going to organize my my stops. So How am I going to be the best salesperson I can by stopping at those people that are the best opportunity always? Well, right in real estate, we're we're really trying to stop all the time and build relationships, right? Once those are cemented, they become a little bit easier. So I wanted to wanted to lay down for you what that looks like in in the in the model that we built. If you've been following along all the way along, we have a $10 million pipeline model that swelled up to $35 million when we dropped a bunch of stuff in there. And then we had to redo the volume considerations that we gave to that business. And then we kind of condensed it down so that we can try to retrofit this $10 million model that then we can start to produce with with great efficiency and start to have great balance in our life but produce at a very high level. And so we did that, right? And we ended up, I think, going from 34, 35 million down to 20 something. I can't even remember what the number is. Now, one last change that we've made. People that are on our route no longer get any volume, right? So what we're doing here is we're taking all of the people that we know, all of the most opportune leads, right? And we're taking them out of our pipeline altogether, right? So our pipeline went from whatever it was down to 17, right? It was 20 something, I can't even remember. I wanna say it was like 26 or something. But we've taken a great deal of volume out with those 56, uh, 56 route stops, right? And as we continue to do that, Hopefully you're getting the, the the implication here, right? It's that as people are on your route, they're no longer a number, they're no longer volume. You want your interaction, your model, your database to reflect what you what it is you're truly doing. So you're stopping by in genuine and authentic good faith, just to say, hey, I'd like to help you out. You know, are you thinking about doing? And if not, you know, I'd sure like you to help me grow my business. I'm a small local startup looking to get the word out. Anything that you could do to help would be greatly appreciated. In fact, I've got a little magnet here for you that has. Uh, highlights our Neighborhood Advantage program, wherein they can save $750 in commissions, they can get a free pre-list inspection, which is very helpful in this market, and more, some moving supplies and pictures, some other things as well. But the the too many bullet points, anyway, here it is. If you could just hang on to that, anybody that you're thinking of, that, that that's considering a move, if you could have them, or please don't hesitate, I guess, to, to give me a call, right? But the, the key is, They're considering a move. They're not already moving, right? So we need to drill. We need to go out and drill that point home with folks, right? So that's kind of what we're doing. So as I go out today, I had this notion of this second stop, right? Wherein I would bring this newsletter that I still have to create. Well, I don't have it, but I'm on stop two already today with these 56 people, right? I don't even remember where they were uh, on the stages. In some instances, I think we had elevated them out to anticipated. In other instances, we had... Put them in at a one and elevated them to a three or a five, right? We kind of wrestled with that until we finally understood the concept of the route, right? Now their route stops. So they, the volume goes away and they kind of bypass the, uh, the whole marketing campaign, right? There's, so there's a very different feel when you're going out to visit with somebody that you're having the intent of going to contract with than there is with somebody whom, you're going out to promote the business with, right? Promote the business. It's, hey, here's the newsletter. Here's some of our products and programs that differentiate us or a small startup help us grow, right? Anybody that you know that's considering it, don't hesitate, right? You have that piece of it. But then when you're going out to actually convert, right? You're going out with the mindset of, hey, I want to work with you, uh, right? You, you can see how, how naive and, and in its infancy that dialogue is compared to the other dialogue that I've been working on for a long time, right? So it's amazing just how little you end up kind of saying as you repeat it over and over and over and over again until it actually comes out right, right? I'd venture to say there's probably a lot of people that are much, much better at this than me, but we'll plow through and we'll get our stuff in place and then we'll start to produce at a pretty high level. And so that's kind of where we're at today. We're gonna to go out and see how many of these folks uh, on our route actually might wanna do some business with us right now. And there's just one or two in particular that I hope might actually enter into that today, right? That being said, we're still at 26 transactions in the pipeline, so we're at 17 million, which is good. We're trending back down towards the 10. We really wanna get into that 10 that's repeatable where when we do go out into the field, we can start to limit the scope of that. And then if you can hear the back end of this deal, right? Once we get to that point, we're kind of producing at will and we're able to scale things we then will have this luxury and hear this very clearly, right? Right now we're going out and if we find opportunities, we're really hoping to find, and we supplemented yesterday with some lead gen online, but we're hoping to find opportunities to pass along to other team members. And i have kind of jotted down this notion about, well, let's take all of the revenue from the team and create a profit center out of it. And that profit center will be intended to help those agents grow their business, right? So I'm over here doing my thing by myself, trying to grow my business, right? Trying to get to the point where I can produce at will and trying to do that in the process of doing that, know that I'll need other agents to pick up deals here and there. And so it is that I'm trying to find and fit how to do that, right? Which deals, which agents, when, why, uh, all that kind of thing, right? And start to get a finely tuned machine that operates pretty fluidly where I know, hey, if I refer, deal A, B, C, D or E, here's how that revenue works and here's how it makes sense for both of us. And here's how and when I can hand that off to make it the most ideal experience for the client, right? And then I'm also looking for the long-term partners, right? And herein lies the maturity of our business, right? You're going out looking for business, yes, but you're also as a priority, in fact, probably the priority looking for genuine relationships that you can continue to engage with over the years, because those are the people that will help you grow your business, right? Much more valuable than the one client who transacts one time. And the reality of the deal is when you start in the business, you're going to do transactions, right? If you're working hard and you're trying, you're going to have closings, right? But when you sit back and take a step back, you can sure force market to those folks and a lot of places do. Uh, But when you sit back and look at those clients, you're going to have maybe six or seven out of 10 that you would work with again. And when you start, you're gonna do business anywhere, right? So a lot of those, then even out of those six out of 10 might not be in your local market. And so they pull you away from becoming really efficient in what you do. And so it's a dangerous cycle, right? So if you take away those that are out of market, then if you really focus on your local neighborhood, now you're left with just a few out of 10 that are gonna be long-term repeat customers, right? But if you start the other way and you're building those relationships, not the other way, but you're building those relationships first, those relationships will continue to produce in your local neighborhood for years and decades to come, right? So it is that you need to kind of focus your business that way. And so we're wrestling with that kind of notion, if you will, putting those pieces together. And then we're out this uh, Saturday really trying to convert now for the first time, right? Going to stage two, if you will. So even today, right now, as I pull up to a property, there's a property wherein somebody had been talking about getting the property ready and how it was so dirty and stuff, but I don't see any activity going on Saturday at noon at this house, right? So I'm just kind of making sure I'm up to date. But what I do notice that wasn't here a couple of days ago is their neighbors on the market. This is so much easier to see. In real life than it is when you're looking at the map, although I could see it then pretty easily, too, and make a quick call. But um, anyway, interesting and very similar home. So I'm going to let you go here now, but uh, that's kind of what we're wrestling with, putting together to let you know how this route goes for the first time here today. And then hopefully we'll be starting to kind of grow pretty aggressively pretty soon. Thanks.